0: What's up, USG fam? Welcome back to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Noah Weiss, and I'm excited to welcome NFL wide receiver Justin Watson on the show today. Justin is currently a receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs and a two-time Super Bowl champion, I might add. We'll spend some time discussing Justin's faith journey and the role that his faith plays in his career as a professional athlete. Justin, appreciate taking time to join me today man thanks for
1: having me on i'm excited to uh, to dig in
0: absolutely and justin your resume certainly speaks for itself but i would love to start the conversation by having you talk about your journey uh to the nfl was it a goal for you to make it to the professional level and when did you realize that the nfl was a possibility for you
1: yeah so i i grew up in pittsburgh pennsylvania born and raised played high school football and uh you know, uh, probably my junior year of college, I started getting some looks from colleges. No big schools, you know, all the the one double A's of the world. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Ivy Leagues, Penn, Harvard, Yale, uh, Lafayette, you know, those types of schools. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just wanted to go play college football. When I when I took uh, uh, you know my scholarship and position to play at Penn, I really wasn't thinking about the NFL at all. I thought I'd play four years of college, and uh, at the end of that go work on Wall Street or somewhere in finance. And, and that'd kind of be it for my football days. Mm-hmm. And uh, after my freshman year at Penn, I had a historic freshman season. And, you know, that's when I first thought, hey, there's one or two guys from the Ivy League that go to the NFL every year. And so why not me? So it uh, it kind of became a huge goal, maybe my only goal uh, in life mm-hmm. at the time. And, uh, you know, walked walked through that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's awesome now looking back uh, going just finished my fifth season in the NFL, uh, and going into my sixth season. Uh, but you know, at times I definitely let the goal consume me, I think when I was in college.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you sharing, Justin. And I think, you know, for all of us, I think we'd have that same reaction of allowing that to be kind of our focus. So, you know, it's, it's amazing to see where you are and it's amazing to see where God has taken you. And, and speaking of faith, you know, it's obviously a big part of who you are. I think that's what encourages us so much as a ministry. And, being able to hear from you back in November of 2021 was just your faith and in the foundation that is in your life. would love for you to share maybe a little bit of your testimony and maybe share of the the time in your life when you really let Jesus become that foundation of your life.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'd say that I was always, you know, around the church, uh, you know, or knew who Jesus was and knew a lot of Bible stories. You know, I grew up uh, was, you know, had first Holy communion, um, uh, mm-hmm confirmed baptized you know the whole deal and uh you know as i got older and and kind of make a decision for myself you know i think it was uh i just had a wrong view of who jesus was and and who god was you know and so things that jesus and god said were important in scripture that are clearly outlined you know i kind of decided for myself hey you know the god that i want to worship doesn't say those things are important because Mm -hmm. i don't want to listen to him in that area so uh you know i was following God with contingencies. And uh, when you start doing that, you, you realize that you're painting this alternate picture of God. And and mm-hmm. it wasn't until years later that I realized, man, that's idol worship. You know, I they talk about golden calves in the Old Testament. Oh, I always yeah. thought, man, never would I ever worship a false God. Yeah. And then you start changing pieces of the God of the Bible and you realize mm-hmm. that uh, that's right where I was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was in college and I kind of had this false view of God. I, you know, I thought I was close. I would have said, you know, that I'm a believer that I, for sure, I believe in in Jesus. And, uh, you know, as I got closer to my goal of of reaching the NFL, you know, I remember my, after my senior year, I was going to play in the senior bowl and then heading into my pro day. And it it should have been such a fun and exciting time in my life. Um, And man, what I noticed was I was so fearful. The closer I got to achieving my goal, I didn't get more excited. I got more fearful. Mm. And because, you know, my whole identity was wrapped up in this idea that I was a football player and mm-hmm. uh, my only goal in life was solely to make it to the NFL. And, you know, mm-hmm. I started realizing that if if I fumbled in those couple moments in those couple weeks that mm-hmm. I did not know who I was anymore. You know, if if I didn't get drafted and if I didn't make it into the NFL, I would have had no idea who I was. So, you know, I thought, hey, as soon as I get drafted, as soon as I get in the NFL, mm-hmm. all those feelings will go away because, Then I'll be a draft pick and no one can ever take that away from me. That's my identity forever. And so, Mm. you know, everything goes well. I get drafted in the fifth round of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think, you know, this is my, this is it moment, you know, and, uh, there's a quote that says the loneliest day in a man's life is when he achieves what he thinks will give him the ultimate and it has just let him down. Mm. And on that day I got drafted, it was all excitement and cheer. But two weeks later I got injured uh, right when I got to Tampa Bay. And then it certainly let me down, you know, this wow. identity that I thought I had built for myself, uh, this name, you know, m- money, all these things that I thought I, that were going to be it for me. Um, I realized that with one injury, they could all be taken away, uh, in a heartbeat. So I, all those same feelings of, uh, insecurity started creeping back in and, and really my whole rookie season was, was no fun. You know, I was playing the, the biggest football games I ever played in. Um, more money than I I would ever, ever thought at 22 years old. And Mm -hmm. I got to the end of that season. I just thought, you know, kind of that man is this it moment. You know, I have everything that I kind of ever wish I would have had at this age and I just still feel this emptiness in me. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, I went home, couldn't find it at home. I came back to Tampa and my first day back in Tampa, there were two guys in the lunchroom going through, uh, they just opened up the book of John and started going through John chapter one. Mm-hmm. And so I sat with them and really going through John for the first time after my rookie season is when I learned who Jesus really was, mm-hmm. uh, what following him really looks like. Yeah. And that's uh, when I said, hey, you know what, I'm done mm-hmm. picking and choosing which areas of my life I'm going to give to Jesus, because that's not really belief. That's not really faith. And I said, you know, I right in that moment, um, a few weeks after getting into John, I said, hey, I'm, I'm giving you every single part of my life, mm-hmm. career, family myself my finances you know everything is yours and uh man it's just been a joy since you know there's still hard days you know i've been cut since then mm. uh, i i've lost games i've been injured since then uh mm. but man just such such a different peace and a joy and and a, just contentment uh since then and and so mm. so thankful for the work that jesus has done in my life
0: and justin is so powerful and appreciate you sharing as well even your struggle to to see God for who he was. I think that's a struggle for for all of us is there is something in our lives that takes control and gives us a, a false peace and a false joy for a time. And you know, I think for a lot of us, look at your life as like, wow, like Justin has it all, right? Justin should be the happiest guy, even if he didn't have Christ. But to hear that even you reaching your goal, there were still some things that were really difficult about that and that Christ was a part of, of your story amidst that. So it's it's encouraging and yeah. I appreciate you sharing.
1: Yeah, so I'm, that's where I'm thankful that I was able to, you know, kind of reach some of those goals younger in my life. Yeah, and be disappointed by some of those things, uh, so that I didn't have to wait until I was 40 or 50 years older, or maybe never, yeah. um, to to reach those things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think you exactly said it. You know, it that's a hard thing to do as just human beings is try to wrap mm-hmm. our heads around uh, just how mighty and, and great and who our God is.
0: It sure is. Yeah, Justin, absolutely, and. You know, there are a lot of pros to being an athlete and, and being able to play uh, in the NFL. And there's a lot of challenges and pros as well to working in sports, as, as a lot of our listeners are. And, you know, I love to hear from you. What are some of the challenges you have faced uh, in your NFL career thus far? And how have you really faced those and, and overcome those?
1: Yeah, I think early on, and I, I think it's true of a lot of people that work in the sports industry, you know, it's such a coveted position. You know, so many people would would love to take or have your job. And it's, and so that competition, uh, you know, breeds excellence, but man, it, it is a mm. a hard thing to place your whole livelihood in such a competitive environment. So I remember my rookie year, I made the, you know, I wish I could tell you the first moment I was empty or disappointed in the NFL that that was it. You know, I just ran back to Jesus right then. But yeah. you know, as humans, we think, okay, well I just need more of it. You know, I haven't had enough time in the NFL. I, mm. I, I haven't made enough money yet so after I getting drafted and do it, I thought the next thing was, well, once I make the active roster and play in a game, then, then I'll feel it. Mm-hmm. So I make the active roster. I'm playing in some games. And I'll never forget. I came in the building on a Tuesday, which is a player's day off. Usually no players are in there. And I saw a bunch of guys working out on the field, you know, guys that were kind of trying out for the team uh, during the season. And uh, I thought, man, what are, what are all those guys doing here? And they said, oh, those are, they're, five receivers out there, what are we doing working out receivers? You know, we didn't have any receivers get hurt this week. And they just said, it. you know, they're always looking for, you know, the best players in the world. And uh, so I remember being so shook in that moment that, man, every single week they are bringing guys here and just trying to see, hey, is this guy better than Justin? Is Can we replace mm-hmm. this guy with Justin? And, uh, you know, it was, it like I said, in the place that I was my rookie year with just, such insecure foundation for my life, mm. um, man. That just rocked me, and and I wanted to be man. so passive and and never take chances, never take risks on the football field. Just wasn't having fun, and so uh, you know that's one the you know, the greatest thing that I think you know God has given me is just knowing that uh, being a football player is what I do. It's not who I am, and how I approach football now, and just trying to glorify God through that. You know, mm. use the absolute maximum uh, abilities that he's given me uh, to his glory that I can do those things in in any field, you know, whether I'm I'm playing football, you know, if I'm being a father, if I'm being a husband, I'm coaching a football team, you know, if I'm just working as an accountant or on wall street when I'm done playing football. So, you know, that's what I'm excited about is no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, I know I can utilize my ability and uh, honor God in the process.
0: Yeah, Justin, absolutely. And I think that's one thing I love about, what you're doing as an athlete is you're using the platform God has given you, you know, for his glory. And and that's what I really try to communicate to our listeners is it doesn't matter what you're doing from a professional standpoint, you can use any career, any activity as 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 a process and as a vehicle to glorify God. And so it's encouraging to hear that. I think a lot of young people would look to you and say, well, you know, for, for him, he's got so much of the good stuff. Like he doesn't really need to focus on that. that God stuff as much, but I think to hear from you that that is where you're founding your life and that is your focus. I think it's such an encouragement and, and it does inspire young people as well. So thank you for sharing on that.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Like you said, I'll never forget at my time with the Buccaneers, you know, they had a, somebody that would come in and, and wash cars for you while you're at practice and this guy that would come in and wash cars, I mean, he was the, the best that i've ever seen i mean every speck of your car would be absolutely perfect inside and out Wow! and so for months you know that was kind of just man this guy's amazing at washing cars he takes so much pride in it and then one day he came in the lunchroom and we were sitting out for bible study he sat down and man he just started you know railing off memory verses you know unbelievable insights into the gospel you know just you could tell wow. he's just full of, and all of a sudden it made sense and this yeah. is why He's so good at washing cars. He takes so much pride and care because Mm -hmm. he's doing it for God's glory. So it was cool to share that table with him. And whether you're playing football or or you're washing cars, you know, you can show uh, just just you can show you can you can give glory to God in either sense. And uh, the testimony, I think, is sometimes even stronger seeing a guy wash cars and do it in such a way that it glorifies his, uh, his creator than it does even play football.
0: Man, absolutely. I, I think of Colossians three twenty three when Paul says <laughs> work for, for don't work for human masters, work for the glory of God. And I think that's in any job position, anything you're doing. Uh, I think that's a, a verse that we should all remember. So it's
1: absolutely. It's
0: well said, Justin. And Justin, I remember you speaking to a group of USG participants back in November of 2021. And I was amazed at just, how big of a role your faith does play in your career uh, as an athlete. And I'd love to hear from you. When did you realize? I think this may be the, the hardest thing about, you know, putting God first in, in our lives, is when did you realize that God wanted to use you in football as a platform for his
1: glory? Yeah, and you know, I think there's kind of, I kind of have two answers to that. You know, one was kind of right away, you know, uh just immediately realized. Man, what a what a gift I have that I get to mm-hmm. play, you know, call it work, whatever you want to call it, that I get to do this job that I just absolutely love, mm-hmm. and that's why you know every Sunday I, I take a, a knee and I pray and I just think, man, I'm just overwhelmed that on the Sabbath, on, on God's day, that mm-hmm. I go out there on national television and just represent Him um, yeah. was just floored me the first time as a Christian when I took the field again, and, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a day I, I'll never forget. Um, you know, I was. Uh, so I, I had lied. I had told a lie. It was right before cut day, my second year in the NFL. Yeah. And so I'm kind of a, a new believer and, uh, and, but they asked me, uh, Hey, can you return punts? And so like I said, right before cut day, it's like, hey, I'll do anything, man. I'll return punts. I'll throw footballs for you. I'll, I'll pump the balls up, whatever you need to make the team. I'll do. Yeah. And so I, I tell the guy, "Oh, of course, of course I know how to return punts. And he just said, okay. Our special teams coach said, I'm just going to put you at fifth on the depth chart. We need to have at least five guys on the depth chart. And so, sure enough, man, the starter stays the starter all year, but the guy underneath him gets hurt. Another guy gets traded. Another guy gets cut. And so, we get to the, towards the end of the season, and I'm number two on the punt return depth chart, and I've never done it in my whole life. Wow. And uh, that Friday at practice, we're going out to you know just warm up, mm-hmm. and the guy who's supposed to be back there catching punts, I'm like, man, where's he at? You know, Is he still getting taped up? You know, practice is starting. Where, where's he at? And then I find out that he broke his thumb uh, catching his first punt of the day. Oh, so now all man. of a sudden, you know, I've never returned a punt before in my life. It's the Friday before the game, and it's and I'm going to be back there at, at, as a punt returner. And, man, uh, I was praying. Uh, there's a verse I, I hung on to a lot, but especially that week, uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. It says, and Nothing be anxious, but in everything through prayer and petition and thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding Mm -hmm. uh, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so, man, I just kept praying that over and over again. Like, you know, I I was praying, I was fishing, I was giving thanks and uh, I'll never, I I caught all my punts and warm ups, and I dropped the last punt right before we were heading into the tunnel. And so I'm so, I'm, I'm so nervous. That last punt got to me and I'm, and I'm on the field and I'm praying. And I'm starting to ask, Hey God, you know, if there's a way for me, you know, if they don't have to punt all game, just like take this away from me. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to do this. And I uh, was just running down on kickoff and no one even touched me and uh, made my knee buckle and I hit the ground and I thought for sure I tore my ACL or something Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm laying there in pain and then trainers come over, they check everything. My knee was okay. And I I stood up. And as I got to the sideline and just thought, man, that was so weird. I just kind of had this feeling you know i don't know if it was an audible it wasn't a you know an audible voice but i said this this thought like and uh you know just said hey you know if there's an exit you know if god didn't want me in that moment Mm -hmm. that's how easy he could just you know an acl could be an ankle anything he could take me out of that moment anytime he wanted me but he had me in that moment for a purpose totally and so i said okay got it after that i said i'm trusting you fully today and Mm. uh you know, I returned punts all game. That and end up, I ended up catching my first uh, touchdown ever in that game, and just had wow. an, an unbelievable game. And after that game, I, my mom of all people said, "Hey, I've never seen you play like that. And you just seemed like you were just running around so free out there. You were on fire." And I got to share Christ with my mom uh, right after that game. And uh, you know, probably about two years later, she uh, prayed with me and, and surrendered her life to, to Jesus. So just man, looking at. Mm. You know, I I wanted to take myself out of that moment. It felt like it was too much. It felt like it was too much pressure. Mm -hmm. And then to see God use it uh for her for his good or for my good, for his glory, uh Mm -hmm. and you know, to get to share with my mom after the game, you know, like I would never trade that moment for anything now looking back.
0: Yeah. It's incredible, Justin. That that's such an encouraging story. And, you know, I, I love how you talked about, you know, just the importance of that being something that is for your good. Uh, even though it's challenging, even though there's some fear involved there and you know, I even see that it brought your mom to, to know Christ. And I think for a lot of us, and our listeners especially, there's challenges that we must face in the early parts of our careers, right? To establish our foundation, to, to be able to continue on in the career, we have to do things that are difficult. And, you know, I think we can often fear those moments, but it's almost a mindset shift. I feel like that's what I was hearing when you were sharing, is you shifted the mindset from looking inwardly to, I need to do this on my own, to, to bringing God into that and allowing him to, to be your guide in that task. And I think that's really the the biggest difference maker there. So it's really cool to hear and, and definitely a, very applicable
1: to all of us. It's well said. Definitely, man, yeah. I think the mindset shifts exactly what it was. Absolutely, Justin.
0: And Justin, a really cool part of your career is you've had the opportunity to play alongside some of the most renowned athletes uh, in modern day sports, including Tom Brady, Rob Gunkrowski, Mike Evans, Pat Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. And I just love to hear from you how has that experience of being around such high level athletes sharpened you both as an individual and as a follower of Christ?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's been it's been a blessing. Like you said, those guys are Hall of Famers and and to get, you know, Tom Brady's seven Super Bowl rings, Pat Mahomes just won a second MVP and and getting to be a part of those stories and, and work next to those guys has been awesome. You know, I mm-hmm. think one thing taken taken from my time with Tom, you know, Every time I was around him, every time we worked out, whether it was April and we just got together for a throwing session, and, and the season was nowhere close, or if it was the last practice before the Super Bowl, he was so disciplined and so focused on every little detail. You know, it didn't matter if it was a little thing or if it was a big thing. If it helped him improve, it helped. If it helped us win, mm-hmm. it was going to get done. And uh, just being with him and that being the standard for two years. You know, he just asked the question, hey, why would you expect to be a champion? Why would you expect to be the best of the best without having to do these things, without having to keep this discipline? And, uh, you know, looking back at at our faith journey and, you know, we all want this, you know, amazing quiet time with God, you know, just revelations and and him to continue to do works in our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes we think we can kind of just show up through life or walk through life and and these works just happen on their own. and, Mm -hmm. And God can certainly work that way. Uh, but I think just that same discipline of, man, staying in the word, you know, even on dry days and dry weeks when mm. you feel like, man, I'm, I've been reading, but nothing's really been uh, mm. like popping off the page of me. Nothing's really been feeling like it's getting deep into, into my soul. Uh, just staying with it through those kind of dry seasons and, you know, or even, you know, sharing with people just don't feel like conversations are going well. And, uh, man, just keep keep staying with it in those moments, knowing mm. that. Eventually, it'll pay off. You know that we, you kind of go through the the discipline times and your mm-hmm. faith walk to then you know walk as a as a mm-hmm. champion and and just as a you know a, a hero in Christ. And so, I think uh, that's kind of one of you know parallel that I've seen uh, work along those sides, those guys.
0: Absolutely, Justin, and you know, I think it's a sometimes like when people are not a part of you know an NFL program or not a part of a team, you kind of look at these guys as somewhat above you. But I think obviously, from your perspective, you guys are on the same team, you get to be friends and teammates and learn from each other. And I think that brings it down to a more human perspective of, you know, how can I be able to, to bounce ideas off, off Tom? Or how can I utilize his knowledge and his wisdom? And I think those things are very applicable, you know, to our faith journey. and And I try to encourage all of our listeners as well, that when you're working in an industry where there are so many people that have walked where you're walking, right. And and have done the things that you're hoping to do to learn from them. Right. Even if they're not believers, you can have an impact, right. you can be a part of their story as well. You know, I think that's, what's really unique about uh, being on the younger side of your career and learning from those who are, who are more advanced. Right. So really appreciate you sharing. And I think that is a huge part of, of being a professional is that learning um, from, from older people and and leaders.
1: Definitely, man, just a little bit of humility and goes a long way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Justin, kind of a follow-up question is, you spend a lot of time around players and coaches who I'm sure aren't believers. Obviously, in the NFL, there's a lot of unique temptations that other uh, industries don't have, right? There's there's a lot of money, there's a lot of things that, that can come with that. And so I'd love to hear from you. How have you been able to share your faith with teammates and coaches? And how would you encourage our listeners to be missionaries in their own teams and organizations?
1: yeah you know I think uh I think that's a great you know the great thing is you know uh you know where to be in the world not of the world so you know when you yeah. become a christian you're not just the, supposed to you know go hide and and you know in, in a corner and just worry about your own faith where to be lights in a dark world and uh yeah and so uh, i think yeah I think I, I get reminded of that a lot you know I, I think the the biggest thing you know there's a saying uh, you know, preach the, preach the gospel always and when necessary, use words. Mm, and, uh, you know, I think for me, the, the most powerful thing has just been my living testimony. You know, I, early on when I was eager to share, share my faith, I, w- I was always trying to, you know, use my words, fit into a conversation. And it always felt like I was putting a, you know, a square peg into a round hole. It just, it felt like I was always trying to force it. And then, uh, you know, eventually I, I just, you get more comfortable. And I said, Hey, you know, I'm just going to, know the word really well so I can use it, you know, cause I, I apply it to all areas of my life. So I, I just be able mm-hmm. to talk about it in all areas, yeah. but then just live in light of, uh, Jesus's love and his grace every day. And so, Amen. um, I think my best conversations have come just from, you know, I, I'll share a funny story. There's a, a guy who trainer that I, that was working with me a lot over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and every day I just try to come, you know, positive attitude, you know, maximize the day, maximize my abilities, and, uh, you know, one of the things I was very intentional about that year was I was trying to stop cussing. I used to cuss like a sailor and I thought, hey, I'm not going to cuss. And so yeah. there's a group of, uh, of, of my friends, uh, they call us the fudge boys because, you know, I get mad at and the F word I say is fudge You know, I'll say, oh, fudge.
0: Right. And so yeah. uh,
1: so finally, I've been saying this for like all, you know, a whole year and the trainer finally goes, man, I, why do you always say that? Why when you, you know, your knee hurts or this and that, you say fudge. And I didn't really think about it. And then in that moment, I said, well, you know, because I try to glorify God with all my actions and words, and I just don't think cuss words glorify him. Mm. And all of a sudden, man, it just clicked. I had never shared with that guy. And he said, oh, he just said, oh, in such a way, like, wow, that makes sense. Like, I, mm. I see that. And so the conversation that we had after that was so much more powerful than if I, than the other way, if, if I would have shared Christ with him and he said, oh, that's surprising you know? Yeah, right. So I think, uh, I think just if, like I said, if we, if mm-hmm. there's people who, man, live and they're just such lights, they're so positive that you think, man, whatever that guy's drinking in the morning, I, I want some of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when people ask you those questions and you can say, Hey man, it's, you know, I'm just excited to live for Jesus today. Um, mm-hmm. those are the most powerful moments and testimonies and that you can share with anybody.
0: That's an awesome testimony, Justin. And, and I think it does just show and, and remind our listeners and even myself that our actions do speak much louder than our words. And, you know, to your point, right, that, that trainer recognized that in you even before you ever said anything, right? And, um, and I even thought about too, like our actions do really represent Christ. And even something like cussing can really uh, dishonor him, right? And so being careful with how we use our words. And, you know, I, I think about it as well, I think about Jesus and in the, in the Samaritan woman. And when she came to the well, he didn't immediately be like, I'm the Messiah, you need to believe in me. Like he asked her if, if, if he could have a drink, right? And then he was just kind of having a conversation and it led to uh, her recognizing him as the Messiah based on his actions, right? And so I think about that as well with how we go about these conversations of faith and how we interact with people is we just gotta be people, right? It's, it's, it's that simple and it's not challenging. There's no strategy. It's, it's down to the basics. So
1: I, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, absolutely, man. That to the basics is absolutely right.
0: Absolutely. And Justin, I love this next question. And I think it, you know, obviously for all of us, we have some sort of legacy that we hope to leave behind or some sort of memento or lesson that we hope to kind of drop in the hat for others that come after us. So I'd love to ask you, what kind of legacy do you hope to leave uh, once you wrap up your career as an NFL player? And how do you hope to
1: impact the next generation of Christians in sports? Um you know i i think as far as legacy i uh i don't know i haven't thought too much of it you know i i'm a guy so the shift another shift for me kind of pre and and post christ pre-christ man everything was planned out i could have told you my one-year plan my three-year plan my five-year plan ten-year plan how i wanted to be remembered all that stuff and uh you know since then man i just don't think that's how we're called to live i think Mm. we're called to live just in each moment each day you know uh you know, Jesus said, hey, you know, we're but a vapor, you know, just focus on it here and now because mm-hmm. you have no idea uh, a year from now, uh, even tomorrow, if uh, where you'll be or mm-hmm. or who you'll be around. Yeah. And so I just try to, you know, just every day, mm-hmm. just every day, just uh, just live as joyously as I can, mm-hmm. um, give grace where, where maybe grace is deserved or undeserved. And, uh, you know, it's amazing when you look up after a a year of doing that or two years or three years or or a lifetime of doing that, um, Mm. just the achievements and the people that you've, you've touched in the wake of that. And, uh, and you didn't do it really trying to leave a legacy or, or be prideful about it. You just took one day at a time and and Mm. tried to make the most out of it.
0: Absolutely, Justin. And I, I love that as well. And, and I think that really is, is a smart way to approach your life with Christ, right? Leaving margin for him to do what he what he wants for you. Right. And I think too, for our listeners, I think in the the young part of your life, and and I'm kind of in that still. So I'm like kind of feeling here, you know, as we're talking, but it's, it's hard to not plan. It's easy to just kind of get stuck in this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do, you know, but sometimes God has different plans and things don't go the way we, we want them to actually, that's most of the time. I feel like when things don't go Mm -hmm. the way we have it planned out. So I think that's, that's well said. And, and I think it's important to leave that margin for God to work in the ways he wants to. It's
1: very well said. Yeah. You know, I think goals, sometimes they can be a really good thing. Um, mm. For me, they were, I called it, it was deferred joy. You know, yeah. I was deferring all the joy that I should be having today until mm. I reached that goal. Yeah, And I, and like I said, it, it was, uh, it's, it's much more fun. Just man, enjoying the joy of mm. each day. And uh, instead of just waiting for yourself to, feel happy or feel content, uh, whenever you hit that goal, because it probably won't, uh, probably won't light up all your joy meters and your content meters as much as you might think.
0: Amen. That's a great perspective, Justin. It's so true as well. So thanks for sharing on that. And Justin kind of a fun question here, but I'd love to hear from you. What's your most memorable moment as an NFL player that you can share with us?
1: I think it, it probably came, uh, it probably came this past, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, winning the second Super Bowl and to yeah. and share, you know, I had won a Super Bowl previously with the Buccaneers and in that season had some injuries, played a lot of games, started a few games, uh, but I did not play in the Super Bowl. I didn't, I didn't suit up. I was a healthy scratch. Mm. And so, uh, you know, that was a whole nother challenge walking through that and, uh, you know, just continuing to honor God, even from the sidelines, even, you know, and I was, man, Super Bowl Sunday, I was uh, ministering to pe- other guys that were in the same situation as me, man, wanting to play in that game your whole life mm-hmm. and being so close and standing on the sidelines for it. And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't do that with a, a hope or a promise of ever playing in another one, just, and you know, knew that that was what I was called to do in that day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, to see that come full circle two years later, I missed the next whole season with a knee injury, uh, came back and recovered from that through that and met my wife and uh we got married Mm. got pregnant we're about to have our first child in a few weeks here and so uh, coming from that super bowl to to this one and and getting to play in it have a few catches and right after the game have my wife who was almost eight months pregnant at the time run Mm. and jump into my arms uh and just it was confetti going down uh was just so fun it was so cool and so fun and uh Mm. you know now where i stand you know i didn't need any of that to try mm. to secure my identity or, or anything else. It was just icing mm. on the cake. You know, I had so much fun, so much joy this year playing and uh, you know, getting to share that moment with my wife or family. It was just awesome. That's amazing.
0: Justin, and I love what you said as well of using that, that season with the Buccaneers and, and not being able to play as a chance to minister. That's incredible. And, and, you know, not even being promised another opportunity, but seeing that the good in that challenge, I think that's, that's awesome, and I think a lot can be learned from that. So thanks for sharing. It's an incredible. Yeah, incredible. Message. Yeah, that's what when
1: you you know even now you know uh, when I, you have conversations with people after a Super Bowl win, they yeah. think, "Oh, of course you're thankful, right? Uh, you know, you just won a Super Bowl. Why wouldn't you be thankful?" Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'll be surprised, man. Your testimony is so much stronger, mm. and uh, it looks like hard times because people are amazed that how can this guy still be thankful? How can this guy still have peace and joy and hope mm. in the midst of what he's going through? Absolutely. So well said, Justin, and and that's the truth, right? Oftentimes
0: in our moments of suffering and challenge, that's when we can glorify God the most. Sounds very well <laughs> said. And last question, Justin, I'd just love to hear from you. As our listeners continue to pursue Christ and in, in their careers uh, in sports, what advice or encouragement would you provide them with?
1: You know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's been a verse on my heart, you know, in John 15, Jesus is talking about, you know, he's the true vine. And he says, uh, remain in me just as I remain in you. And uh, he says, just as a branch branch can't bear fruit unless it remains in the vine, neither can you bear much fruit unless you remain in me. Mm. And so, like I said, sometimes we're just so eager to show our faith, to, to share our faith. Uh, and, and in those times, it, it feels hard, you know, it feels like uh, we're forcing it. And so I would just encourage listeners and and just any believer and remain, remain in Jesus, you know, Mm. continue to, uh, even in your busiest times, uh, you know, continue to seek quiet time with him. You know, that word remain just means to be held in the Greek. It means to spend time continuously with something. And so just, uh, continue to spend time with, with Jesus, continue to remain in him and then just see the fruit that he bears through you, you know, and then you realize that, you didn't have to strain so much yeah. uh, as just remain in him and let him do the work through you. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, the work is so much more amazing that way and, yeah. and getting to see uh, yourself used as an instrument for, for God's work is uh man humbling and, and just the the best thing that I, you could ever do. Absolutely.
0: It's so incredible to hear Justin. And, and yeah, I think that's, that's awesome advice, right. Of remaining in the Lord and letting him work through us, not us working uh, through him. So I think that's, mm-hmm. That's incredible, Justin. And Justin, it was truly a pleasure to have you on the podcast with us today. And we are praying that God continues to bless your ministry uh, as an NFL player, as a husband, and a soon-to-be parent. All right. Thanks,
1: though. This was a joy, man.
0: If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at UncommonSG.org. That's UncommonSG.org. Org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon podcast every Thursday at midnight Eastern time, as well as the full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next week.